Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we are going to be continuing in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verses 1 through 22. And this is about, the first part is wives and husbands, and the second part is suffering for doing good. A, a really good, good area to go over today. Before I get started, I like to go over what the Bible is so you'll have it. And it's a great way to um, to do a apologetics, which is, um, according to Peter, it's uh, giving a reason for why you believe. Apologetics is being able to defend the Bible and stuff. Not that God needs any defense, but at least, you know, you know about the Bible and why you believe in the Bible and God. All right, the Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Forty authors, 66 volumes of books, span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics. And this is great to know. And it also helps you in your belief, too. Because in these, you know, like I said in the last podcast, the days we're living in, it's always been, it's always been similar like this from, uh, from the beginning of time, especially after Christ came and then uh, he was taken up to heaven. And so from that time, we've, we've been in the last days. But there's always, you know, hardship and whatever because we live in a world that's fallen, a sinful world that came from Adam and Eve um, because they disobeyed God. And then from then on, and they were thrown out of the Garden of Eden, so we've had to pay for the sin, you know. But God already knew that because God's sovereign and God knows everything. He's not surprised by anything, you know. He's God and he's in control. So... Let's let's go to. I'm reading out the the New International Version, the NIV. Um, I love the King James, but just to make things simple, I like to use the NIV or the ESV, the English Standard Version, or um, and there's a couple other ones because they've been directly translated from the Hebrew and the Greek by a, a large group of scholars just like the King James was. And they just used modern terms, that's it. Okay. So, 1 Peter, it's New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 3, starting verse 1. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. Verse 2. When they see the purity and reverence of your lives... Verse 3, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Verse 4, rather, it should be that your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. So it's not how much you know, which is good to know as much as you can, especially of the Word of God and the history of the Bible and the church. But you have to live it. 
basically what it's saying is to live it before people. And if you live what God says before people, just because uh, if you notice people will watch you and, and we watch people sometimes, you know, because that's how we learn. So if they're watching you and or myself and we're doing what's right and we're following what the Bible says, you would be surprised um, how that works. In fact, I had one said that he'd come to the Lord because of that. It was a place where I was working years ago. And uh, and we worked together all the time. And it was just, you know, different conversations, whatever. And I would, you know, would keep it in about, you know, God and and the Bible and all like that. And, and then uh, he left and he went to some other state or whatever. And then he was visiting his family, you know, like I guess his parents where I was living at the time. And he came and I just bumped into him in the store. And um, and so he came over and shook my hand and stuff. And he was telling me, hey, you know, uh, my my wife and I came to the Lord, my children. Uh, and he said what did it was just watching you every day and talking with you and all like that and, and seeing uh, uh, the Lord work through you and the he was familiar with the Bible. He just wasn't serving God. But he said I just seen what a what a real Christian looks like, you know? And I didn't think at the time that I was really that doing anything worth anything because I was fairly young at the time, you know, a young Christian. But you never know, you know, God uh, people watch you all the time, so you just never know. So that's why it's a good thing to be able to do that. Okay, I'm going to start back at verse 5. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands. Verse 6, like Sarah who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Verse 7, husbands in the same way be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So that goes for the the man and the woman. Okay, let's continue. And the, the title in this section is Suffering for Doing Good. Verse 8, finally, all of you be like-minded by sympathetic love one another be compassionate and humble, verse 9. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. Uh, this is still on verses 11. They must seek peace and pursue it. Verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So the thing is, don't be like the world and, you know, do like a one-up. Well, they said something bad about me. I'm going to say something bad about them or whatever the case may be. We don't do that. You know, you in fact, the Bible says to pray for your enemies, you know, and do good to them because that's it's like heaping coals on the head. So it'll bring conviction to them when they're doing you you wrong, you wrong, 
and you're doing them good is it'll bring conviction on them. You know, whether they do anything about it or not, but still the Lord will will work on their, their hearts and minds, even if they reject God. Because remember, God God is in control and he knows what's going on. You know, so we just gotta keep our faith in Christ at all times. Verse 13, who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? Verse 14, but even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. Verse 15, but in your your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And that's that verse I was talking about. But do this with gentleness and respect. Verse 16, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Verse 17, for it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Verse 18, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the rights, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was pure to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Verse 19, after being made alive, he went and made pro proclamation to the imprisoned spirits. Verse 20, to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved. Through water, verse 21, and this water symbolizes the baptism that now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, verse 22, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. So, so, this is, I'm going to stop here, but this is a, a good area to reflect on what we're doing and how we're doing it for God. And if you're listening to this and you're not saved, then it just gave you a perfect instance on what living for God is. It's not like what we normally would be, you know, getting back at people and all this kind of stuff. That's what the world does But once, because they have a, um, a worldly view. But once you have a biblical worldview, things change. And sometimes it goes good, sometimes it don't, but it doesn't matter because you have Christ and it doesn't really matter. So, let me give you some scripture. Ephesians chapter 1, 4 through 5, the ESV, English Standard Version. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Verse 5, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Uh, John chapter six verse forty four. No one can come to the, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. 
So there you go. Romans chapter 3, verse 19, the NIV, New International Version. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Mm. And John chapter 14, verse 6, NIV. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? And let me give you salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, the King James Version. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God is risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believes in the righteousness and with the mouth confesses in me salvation. Uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 17, King James Version. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There you go. So you say, well, why do I need God? Well, you need God because we've all broken God's commandments. You know, and there's there's ten main commandments, and we've broken them all. And you say, well, I don't believe that. Well, have you ever lied? That would be the, the ninth commandment. And it says, you shall not bear false witnesses, false witness. So it's like, you know, if you ever give a little white lie or whatever, anything, just to, even if you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or you just get it, you're in a predicament and you have to lie your way out or whatever. See, we've all done it, you know. We've all said something false, even if we didn't mean to, but we have. So you already broke one. Have you ever looked at another person with lust? We all have because we're in sin. And... According to Jesus, he said, if you looked at the first lust, you already committed adultery, which is, which is the seventh commandment. You shall not commit adultery. Um, have, have you ever hated someone? According to Jesus, if you hate someone, you've already committed murder in your heart. And that's the sixth commandment. You shall not murder. And then, uh, and the fifth commandment says, honor your father and your mother. Have we done that? You know, have we ever like disobeyed him or, or got mad at him or whatever? There goes that. You see, it, it, God's standards are very high and our standards are very, very low. And it says, uh, first commandment, you shall not have no other gods before me. Well, we all have made a God in our own mind that's okay with everything we do. Like, oh, well, you know, my God, you know, you know, or we make a God out of things or people or whatever, you know. And the same thing with uh, the second commandment. You shall not make any idols. The same thing. You can make people an idol, things an idol, whatever, you know. Games an idol. You know, there's a lot of that going on. Um, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Have we ever done that? Have we had something that, like, you know, like G-O-D and then the damn behind that and all like that. Yeah, you know, stuff like that or whatever. Maybe have, maybe not, but, you know, uh, the fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Do we always make the Sabbath holy? You know, is our mind always fixed on God, especially for that day too, and, and even more so on that day? So you see how easy it is 
to, to, this is why we needed Christ. See, we can't keep the commandments because we're in sin, you know, and our uh, nature is sinful. So therefore, we're guilty. So if, if God was to judge you by what we just went over, his commandments, would you be innocent or guilty? Heaven or hell? Well, we would be guilty and on, a, and on our way to hell. That's why we need a Savior. So I would suggest that you would come to God with a sorrowful, contrite heart, or a, a sorrowful heart, realizing you've broken all God's commandments and you're on your way to hell. And repent of your sins. Ask God to forgive you of all your sins. It's called repentance. And also repentance means turning away from it. And then putting your trust in Christ alone. And start reading the Bible daily without fail and do what it says. Find a good Bible-believing teaching church. And join it. Be part of it. Learn. Grow. You know, this is how, there's got to be a change. Like we can't just say something and just keep doing the same stuff. That would be, that's just, you're just lying. You know, but there's got to be a daily change. You know, like we're changing, we're growing, we're going to make mistakes. But we ask for forgiveness, we repent, and we keep going. And you get stronger and stronger and stronger in God because you're reading his word every day. It's like you eat three meals a day or snacks and end snacks, whatever. You know, but that's how it is. So that's what we need to do. That's what salvation is. Mm-hmm. So that's what salvation is. Salvation is realizing, like I gave you the, it's like you go to a doctor and he gives you, he gives you the disease problem you have, like whatever's going on, we have this problem. And then he gives you what, what we have a cure, but he has to tell you the, the problem first, so you get to take it seriously. And then he says, well, here's the cure. So if he just gives you a cure for something and you said, well, what do I need this for? And then, you know, but if you give the disease first, this is the problem and it's killing you. But we have this, but here's the cure for it. And then you'll want it because you know you need it. It's the same thing. And that's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to let you know why we need Christ. And, what, you know, we all need Christ, man. We're all sinners, you know. So let me give you some resources. Uh, this you can find in, on YouTube. Uh, that is Dr. Vodi Bakum, a really good teacher, preacher. Also, Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com. Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, answersingenesis.org. Well Builders with David Barton, wellbuilders.com. He's got a radio show, too, that you can find online and listen to that. And he teaches uh, mostly American uh, Christian history and some other Christian history, but he's really good. Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org, great teacher, preacher. Um, and then Apologia Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin, and that's Apologia, A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A, -O -O and Studios, S-T-D-I-O-S. -S. And you can... Go to ApologiaStudios.com and listen listen to it by audio on Apple Podcasts. But you can go on the website and literally he um, he has all the teachings and everything on audio from Dr. Greg Bonson, who is a really good Bible professor. And his family donated all of his, you know, teachings and stuff to this ministry. 
um, to the uh, Apologia Studios, and you can go online and put in Greg Bonson or Bonson U or Seminary Teaching, whatever, it'll pop it up, and you start literally get a seminary education for free. It's completely free. I would suggest, though, uh, you can, like, help with that mystery. And anyways... Oh, yeah, and you can also go and you go online and put in your search R.C. Sproul. It's also on YouTube with Ligonier Ministries, L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R Ministries. Wonderful, fantastic teacher. And uh, you get all his teachings on YouTube and you can go online and put in Ligonier Ministries, L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R Ministries, and it'll pull it right up. Now, he died, I think, last year, but he got all of his teachings there. Really wonderful. And if you would like to correspond with us, uh, you can email me at all lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. If you need a Bible, I'd be glad to send you one. Um, and our website is all lowercase. Bible-education-institute-webnode.com Webnode is W-E-B-N-O-D-E.com and, and you can find us on YouTube and Rumble and, uh, and here's all the audio platforms you can find us on and there's more besides that but that's the ones that, that I was able to, to find that we were on and that's Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Facebook, Podcast, Addict, Addict, Dict, Addict, I'm sorry, Podcast Addict, that's A-D-D-I-C-T, and others. So until next time, remember, read your Bible daily without fail and do what it says.